five, four, three, two, one. What's your favorite scary movie? Just when you thought it was safe to put on a podcast, the legend continues. Freak Out Drive-In with Jennifer Smith. My weapon is large for bodies, I'm strapped for battle. My soul is in the crossroads and hides for filling. Somewhere deep inside the spirit to rise to kill her. Hi, welcome to Freak Out Drive-In. My name is Jennifer Smith. You're listening to Freak Out Drive-In here on the Jenny Position. And I thank you for it. Tonight, I'm going to watch a movie called Lost Boys with a new friend. His name is Rob Kindler. Rob is a fan of the show and reached out and requested to be on the show, which is extremely flattering for me, as normally I'm just bugging my friends to come on and watch movies with me. So, uh, So that was kind of a surreal thing that happened. So Rob picked out this movie, and he was extremely prepared. He had tons of notes and factoids and trivia about the movie, which is very helpful for someone like me who mainly just wings it, uh, especially during a live watch. Uh, This is a a vampire movie, so that's the first one of Freak Out Drive-In, and hopefully many more to come. Before we start the movie, I just want to encourage you guys to... Follow us on Podbean uh, because there's a new cool function that uh, I had recently discovered on Podbean in which I can do live shows. There's actually one already out. That was the experimental one. So tonight I'll be doing another live show. That way you can actually call in like there are four slots. So four people at a time can call in and then, you know, you can rotate them off. You can also, and if you don't want to call in, you can just follow uh, the little text screen there and you could type comments into me during the live show and I can read them and we can just have a, a wild, a wild ass time. So if you subscribe to the show, to the Jenny position on Podbean, you should get an alert whenever I start a live show and I'll also give heads up on those probably like the day of you know just like we'll be starting at eight tonight so of course follow me on twitter at jenny position and the facebook page i will tweet those out as well so i hope you guys enjoy meeting rob and listening to us talk about the lost boys enjoy hi rob we're gonna watch Lost Boys tonight. I'm excited. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well, Jennifer. How are you doing tonight? I'm really good. Um, I th- want to say this is like the first vampire movie on my show, so I'm pretty stoked for it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of aliens and a lot of serial killers, but I don't think we yeah. have any actual supernatural stuff. Yeah, I haven't had any clowns. Well, we've had clowns. We've had um, <laughs> serial killers. And all manner of things, but I want to say this is the first. We've had zombies, but yeah. I, I, I'm into vampires. How do you feel about vampires? You know, I've been watching this movie since I was about seven years old. And I've enjoyed this one, and it kind of progressed onto there. In fact, funny story is I actually won second place in a Twilight trivia contest at one point. Oh, shit, really? 
Yeah, my wife wanted tickets for the um, midnight showing of New Moon or something like that. And so the only way to get them was to win them. I am impressed by that because I read all the Twilight books. I was pretty obsessed with it when it was a thing. You know, it was was a phenomenon. Like, you could not be, like, a human woman and read those books. And legit, I like the movies, too. A lot of people have their problems with Kristen Stewart. Um, I was not one of them, although I, I can see why, but... I'm impressed by your Twilight knowledge. I might quiz you later. All right. But these these vampires are straight out of the 80s. Right. These are the sexy ones, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't glitter in the sunlight. No, they just explode. Actually, it's a funny story. In the um, movie here, they actually ended up putting glitter into the blood to try and make it stand out more. That's not a bad idea. Kiefer, oh my god, this this is like legit sexy Kiefer. Like he has a tremendous career, but I really I feel like this is probably my favorite movie of his. Right, and as you watch him here on the carousel, you can actually kind of tell. I don't want a spoiler alert, but they kind of give away the order they die in because you have David first. Dwayne second, Paul third, and then Marco very last. Mm-hmm. And if you reverse that, that's the way they end up dying in the movie. Oh my god, you you did a deep dive into this shit, didn't you? Oh yeah, you know I had <laughs> nothing to do at work the last couple of days, so I took notes and everything on this. Oh my god, good. And this guy with the gray streak in his hair, mm-hmm. he actually, if you pay attention, he dies later on in the car scene. But in the infamous bonfire scene, he shows up there too and dies a second time. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. So, um, this is in, an interesting episode because um, I don't know you really. It's you know it's rare that I get yep. like a a request to be on a show of mine, and so you know I'm like normally I do this stuff with people that I already know, and I can just you know they're used to me and my weirdness. Um, <laughs> I could just so like you know. Well, after hearing other. you on all these podcasts, I'm kind of used to it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the part where the security guard's walking to his car. Yeah, he's about to okay. get fucked up. Right, and you'll notice a blooper here in the second is when he's running. They'll do a close-up scene. He's holding his hat. But when they pull away and he's running, he actually doesn't have his hat. Or he's wearing his hat, but he's not holding it. So there he's holding it. Now he's not. Well, that's not him. That's clearly a, a stunt double. Because this guy's not running anywhere. Right. And there we have the first kill of the movie. And I love how the fact they imply that they're flying without actually spending like the right. big budget in there. Right. The camera is is like a, a another character in this movie, right. um, with the with the overhead shots and the movement, really. Right. Now here we have the Emerson family showing up to Santa Carlo in their 1968 Toyota Land Cruiser. But it's again, hot. another another blooper here is that the water's on their right side, 
implying they're coming in from the south. Mm-hmm. But if they're coming in from the Phoenix, well, they're heading south, but if they're coming in from Phoenix, there's no possible way they're driving <laughs> south. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this how you watch all your movies? <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. See, I work as a security guard, and I literally don't do much other than sit and watch movies all night. You know, my boss literally tells me I'd rather you watch a movie than read a book, because then at least your head's up. Mm, well, true. Now, real quick here, we have that murder capital of the world. Yeah. Do you know Santa Cruz actually hated that saying on there? Well, I can imagine that, yes. Bad well, for thing, tourism. Well, that, that in the early 1970s, Santa Cruz actually had like three serial killers. Well, two serial killers and then one killing of like five people on a single day. Oh my god. It was vampires, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it was like one person killed eight people, another one killed 13 people, and then another one killed five people, like I said, all within a span of like 1970 to 1973. Yeah, definitely vampires. <laughs> I like the main uh, actress, the mom in this. Right. Yeah, she's uh, she's kind of the most mom uh because she's in turns like very protective and overbearing and then also like exasperated and fed up throughout the movie <laughs> which i think is very realistic <laughs> right for mothers yeah i have three kids of my own i can totally understand that you know in fact they were actually kind of surprised they got her because she ended up winning like an oscar for her last movie and so they were like Wait, seriously, Oscar winner wants to be in our movie? It's a great movie. Why should they be surprised by that? <laughs> well, because, you know, at the time, it was just, like, a simple thing. They weren't sure what they were doing with it. In fact, it didn't even take on the whole teen genre until Joe Schumacher took over it. Originally, when um, Donner wanted to do it, he wanted to do it like a kid movie, like, G-rated. Ooh. With, like, the Frog Brothers were, like, eight-year-old chubby Cub Scouts. Ooh. And the... Right, the vampires themselves are like 5th and 6th graders. Mm-mm. No, you need the sex when it comes to vampires. You just do. <laughs> right? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be scared of, you know, 5th and 6th graders right. running around. Yeah, like, who cares? I mean, like, creepy kids are still creepy, but, like, when it comes to vampires, you definitely need the sex aspect. It's part of the lore of vampires. Right, not to mention it'll help lure the people into you, you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to fuck it. Well, never mind. We'll I mean, what's the, the sixth grader going to do? You know, hey, have you seen my mom? You know, maybe she's <laughs> over here. Also, you have the Corys in this movie, which is right, not to was, be overlooked at all. Right, this is their first movie together, actually. Who's your preferred Cory? I like Feldman myself. He seems to have, like, a more attitude to him. Yeah, he does. I, I've always been a Haim fan just because of um, License to Drive was one of my ultimate movies when I was little. And he was, right. I had crushed on him so bad. They're also both in that movie, but I crushed on him so hard in that one. He was just more like boy next door type. And Corey was always, like you said, more attitudinal. Right, you know, he seemed to be the more bad boy of the two. Mm-hmm. And Haim was more kind of like, all right, I'll come along, but, you know, this is your fault. (laughs) So she is bringing her sons to this town to live with their grandfather, um, who was a kook, completely. Rock on and off. (laughs) 
Right, yeah, apparently, you know, she divorced her husband, left them to come home to her dad, and as he puts it, you know, you're the only one I know that didn't improve their situation by getting divorced. Right. Well, I I would feel like most probably single mothers might need some sort of transitional period with their kids. Seems, Seems realistic. Right. And this house is just a fucking nightmare. Like, what? There's taxidermy, something, like the whole house is like a museum of weirdness. Right? Kind of reminds me of like, them old log cabins, you know, yeah. only with no MTV. <laughs> Nothing to do there. And and Jason Patrick looks like he's uh, approximately like 15 years older than his supposed little brother in this movie. Right. And, you know, it's interesting is Michael, they actually end up saying his name like 118 times throughout the movie. It's, it's so only like, much. It's, so it's only much. like a 95 minute movie. I notice that every time I watch it. And I make fun of it a lot of times. <laughs> right. You know, even, even if it's the first time it is, you never forget his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, there she's giving him a look like, just stop. Don't. Back talk your grandpa. You need to silence your phone there during the movie. Oh, sorry. Um, just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, that was my wife sending me a text. <laughs> Alright, I got that fixed. I love the fact he, like, subscribes to TV Guide, but he doesn't have a TV. TV. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, I don't need one. I got the TV Guide. (laughs) I know what's going on. There's some sort of weird old man logic in that, but, yeah. This is actually filmed in, like I said, Santa Cruz, the infamous boardwalk, Mm -hmm. where they actually still show this movie every year on their outdoor Hell, yeah. Oh, that would be an experience. I would love that. Right? <laughs> All the vampires come out and watch a movie about themselves. And do you know the uh, actual this... saxophone player was uh, Tina Turner's saxophone player from oh when she was God. touring? That's the most ripped saxophone player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right? And he actually makes an appearance in the second one, too. Only in that one, he's kind of out of shape, you know, he's <laughs> overweight. But he's still out there playing with shirtless. <laughs> That's a special kind of confidence. <laughs> right? He's like, this is all I know. <laughs> but this bandstand was actually destroyed at a, later in an earthquake in 1989, along with the comic book shop we run into oh, later. Oh, no. But unfortunately, you know, the owner at that point had already moved the comic book shop to another location. Oh, we got Michael and this chick making eyes at each other. Right. Star Jamie Gertz. Mm-hmm. Originally, Schumacher wanted to have a blonde play her, but uh, Jason Patrick suggested Jamie Gertz based on a movie they'd already done together. Mm. They do have a lot of chemistry. Right. Now, she's later went on to be in the Seinfeld fame where, you know, she didn't have a square to spare. <laughs> yes. Also, I know her from Twister. Another one of my guilty pleasure movies. 
You know, I haven't seen that movie in probably 25 years. Yeah, I, I have a fear of tornadoes, so I watched it like 8,000 times. <laughs> yep. And it has the hot, not hot Helen Hunt. I don't know. I don't know how you follow Helen Hunt. Uh, me and my friends always called her ugly hot. You know, yeah. one minute she's, you know, yeah. attractive. Next minute she's just like, oh. <laughs> and then, of course, um, the owner of the comic book shop. I know him as Rory Gilmore's grandfather from Gilmore Girls. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but a very young version of him. Oh, wow. Again, I've never actually seen any of that show. <laughs> it's great. Uh, you'll actually see the lady behind the counter of the video store, Kelly Jo Minter. Mm-hmm. She had a much larger role, but they ended up deleting a lot of her scenes, so this is the only part she's in. She later went on to be like Nightmare on Elm Street 5, where she played Yvonne. And then she was in um, Summer School 2, where she played Denise. And then probably a bunch of porn after that. I'm not sure. She's like in her 50s now, so I hope not. <laughs> uh, one of those uh, one of those vampire dudes is um, from Bill and Ted, is that correct? Right, Alex Winters. Alex Winter. This was released in 87. Bill and Ted was filmed in 87, so and then released in 89. So yeah, from this he went on to do Bill and Ted. I love how the there's a lot of the old video tapes here on the mm-hmm. screen, including like at one point you see a Goonies um, video cassette in the background. Again, a Corey Feldman movie, right? Directed by Joel Schumacher. No, sorry, Richard Donner, Donner yeah. who originally wanted to do this one, who went on to do Lethal Weapon instead of this. Hmm, probably not a bad call. <laughs> One thing I love, uh, like a Corey Haim-ism, is how he just has a just a gaping, wide-open mouth in like 90% of his scenes. Like, he always looks like he's stunned, like with his mouth dropped open. <laughs> like everything's in awe. Yeah, he's just in awe of everything all the time. Right? I love this comic book shop. This is it's the funny, kind of place though. I would hang out. It's funny, he's supposed to be this serious comic book collector, but at the same time, he picks him up by, like, the middle of the spine, which causes the bends and indentation. Mm-hmm. You can really see that when he picks up the Superman uh, comic in a minute. He basically bends it in half, I swear. Also, these two guys are, like, basically dudes, like, in a comic book shop all the time. They will follow you around and, like, quiz you and, like, trying to make sure you're legit before they right. allow you to, like, fucking browse in the store. Right. Um, see, we've got the infamous, infamous Frog Brothers here, Edgar and Allen, again, named after Edgar Allan Poe. Talking about that Batman number 13, I think he said. Mm-hmm. And later on, that Batman ends up going to Edgar when, on the second one, Corey Haim is actually a vampire. And so he's like, ends up with all his comics. Now you said you haven't seen the second or third one, correct? No, I have not. Mm-mm. Are they any good? You know, they're good for standalone movies, but the fact they slapped on the Lost Boys title onto them, put them in like 
near unreachable ex, ex I'm sorry, expectations. Mm-hmm. And so they're not good for Lost Boy movies, but as a standalone, they'd be great. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Who's in them? Any of the original cast? Um, I know, like, uh, Corey Feldman's in all of them. And really? Then Corey, yeah. Corey Haim has a brief cameo in the, at the end of the second one. And then Jameson Newlander, Alan Frog, was in the third one, too. But that one, he was like a half-vampire. And the whole plot of that is to try and find a cure for the vampirism. Oh, who wants to do that? And then uh, Jameson Newlander, he's like, Alan, he's like, no, I'm just, leave me alone. I'm dead. Just kill me. Stake me. But he's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. You're my brother. We need to find a cure for this. Well, I mean, I guess I can see that. But, like, just embrace your vampire natures. Just saying. Like, right. You get, you get, you know, a pretty long lifespan you get to do pretty much whatever you want you get to fly if if these vampires are any indication but at the same time he's just like fought these vampires his whole life pretty much and he's just like you know what they won just kill me i'm done i don't want to do this (laughs) that's true okay we saw this couple in lover's lane get demolished right the first death of the guy with the gray hair Now, I love this scene here with Grandpa's car. The 1957 Ford. uh, He's just like, nope, this is the closest time I ever get. (laughs) Also reminds me of License to Drive, just because it's a car. Right? You know, stealing Grandpa's car, taking it out for a ride. He's like all excited. He's like, all right, let's go. It's like, well, he's like, wait, what are we doing? Why aren't we leaving? It's like, as to town as I like to get. That grandpa's a weird guy, I'll tell you that. Right. Now, in this scene here, those two guys playing the fin- pinball machine, the one with the black shirt and the beard, is the actual owner of the comic book shop. And he actually has the first copy of that Vampires Everywhere mm-hmm. signed by the entire cast. And if you go to his shop, he'll let anybody hold it and take a picture of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Where's that at? Uh, that's down there still in Santa Cruz. Oh, Just yeah. I'm not 100% sure whereabouts it is. Hmm. Pretty much he took his entire shop, moved it off the boardwalk, and changed locations. So this is when they all break it down about the vampires in town, right? Yeah. He's just like, you know, did you read the comic? He's like, no, I told you I don't want one of those. He's like, well, then let me tell you what's going on. Truth, justice, and the American way. Death to all vampires. And he's just like, all right, you guys, you know, sniffing some old blueprint here. I guess it's good to know, you know. Right. It's like, pray you'll never need to call yeah, it us. It probably, you know, comes into play later. <laughs> He's just like, all right, you guys are crazy. <laughs> the boardwalk looks like a fun time, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
He's talking about getting his ear pierced. Yeah. Star's like, no, don't do it. It's a ripoff. <laughs> Buying a sweet leather jacket. Some goodies. Did you Sorry, that was my daughter for a second. Hi. <laughs> I saw the Goonie cat off. <laughs> That's our Sorry. first kid run-in. I like it. <laughs> yeah, her name's Gloria. She's 12 years old. Well, she's going to do that in the... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. She's about to see some stuff go down. Just saying. So yeah, here she's trying to lure him in, and yeah, I love the fact he's like falling for her. He thinks she's like flirting with him, and then David's just like how commanding he is with just a look and yeah, a word. Yeah, he is. He is. Just one word, star. Mm-hmm. You know, I said I thought this was my favorite movie of his, but it might be, um, oh, Stand By Me. I don't know. He's very menacing in both, but he's also not a vampire in Stand By Me. Right. My favorite movie of his would be Young Guns. Oh, I do like that movie, too. Well, it's historically inaccurate, but it's a good movie. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) It's... It's funny, in fact, David has, like, the least amount of lines for the main characters, but the most amount of lines for all the vampires, not including, like, Star the Half-Vampire. Right, right. That makes sense. That little kid vampire creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, Laddie? I've yes. never been figured out. I mean, did they take him as to be, like, a companion to Star? I right. Mean, <laughs> why would they I do know from the Twilight series that it's very uncouth to turn a child into a vampire that will get you murdered uh, in Twilight <laughs> canon. Right. It's because you can't control them. Exactly. I mean, I couldn't imagine being seven years old the rest of my life. Yeah, also like Interview with a Vampire. Right. It would get very tedious. You know, I'm sure, you know, you mature mentally, you know. Right, yeah, but, but you're stuck time. in the kid's body, yeah. Right. I like the scene of the motorcycle, like, lead through the woods. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's a good good chase. Not really chasing, but just like a... You kind of get, like, the dynamics of the group and... Right. As you said, you know, you don't have to beat me. You just got to keep up. Mm-hmm. He's like, doesn't have a clue if he's going to like crash into a tree or something, you know? It's so, like, cloudy and foggy. Right. And they're going really fast. Yeah. There's another <laughs> scene later on that I like more than this, but this is a really good first scene as far as... The daredevil, like, nature of them. Because they're all, they all seem like adrenaline junkies. I mean, they you know? can't die. What do they care? Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't know, but he he can tell they're crazy. It sort of reminds me of, like, Point Break with the right. surfers. Like, but with vampires. <laughs> <laughs> See, here, they, to me, it seems like they're playing a big game of chicken. You know, they're heading towards the edge, and first one to back off loses... And then he says Michael 800 times in that one scene. 
<laughs> right? You know, how far are you willing to go? Yeah, their layer here has always fascinated me, too. Like, it oh, looks yeah. like ancient Egypt in California somehow. Like, <laughs> it's just... Well, I'm not sure those roots, like, from a tree or something like that yeah, hanging like, down. What, what is it? Because it's, you know, they had the Van Mor- Morrison, you know, poster right. hung up. They had just all this, like, collections of, like, years, seemingly, of shit. And it's, it's like a tomb. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, you mentioned the um, Jim Morrison poster there. The song they did in the beginning, People Are Strange, was actually mm-hmm. done by Echo and the Bunnymen, which I dare say I thought was a better version than the Doors. Mm-hmm. But later on, in Sam's room, you, when you're looking at his posters, you'll see an Echo and the Bunnyman poster. <laughs> wow. He's just kind of looking around. He's like, I'm not sure where I am or what's yeah. going on. Was that an old laser disc hanging down behind I David's head? I believe so, something. Who knows how long they've been in that lair, really. Right. Also, um, why does um, Corey have a picture of um, a half-dressed dude on his wall? Because uh, Joel Schumacher had just done St. Elmo's Fire right before this one, oh. which had Rob Lowell, which uh-huh. is what that poster is. I could not tell that was Rob Lowe, but... Yeah. Who's that in the background? Is that Molly Ringwald? Molly Ringwald. Oh. And in the credits, it's actually credited as from being Breakfast Club with that blue dress. Yeah, is from it pre- looks like Breakfast Club. It's for sixteen candles. Excuse yeah. me. And a giant wristwatch as a clock. <laughs> right. That's probably one of the most eighties things yeah. you know. Grandpa bringing in his old taxidermy beavers. He just like. What the hell are you doing? a beaver here, a stuffed beaver. No, but everybody <laughs> likes a stuffed beaver. <laughs> also, that dog is ginormous. It's like a husky, I think. And yeah. uh, I think they look very, very intimidating. Like, and giant. Right. I would be very scared. There's actually two dogs that play him. You can tell the difference because each one of them has the widow's peak, but one of them has a deeper widow's peak that goes down between their nose than the other one. Hmm. As most uh, can be told in the um, bathtub scene. Oh, I like the bathtub scene. Oh, I have issues with that, but I like it. Um, Also, this scene always fucked me up, like, to the extreme. (laughs) Oh, the maggots? The maggots, yes. Because he smokes weed with them. And he tries to, like, write it off as, like, he was high. And <laughs> it has always fucked me up. Right. In fact, it's funny. is actually the maggots would just lay there and they couldn't get the action they wanted to. <laughs> that was so <laughs> gross. <laughs> so the bug wrangler actually had to squirt him with lemon juice in order to get him to move around <laughs> like that. But they taste better, probably. Lemon juice. Um. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little protein, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yep. It, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he realizes it's just rice. <laughs> I love the fact it messes him up oh, later the with noodles. the noodles. Oh, the noodles. Right? The worms. Oh, my God. It's so gross. 
He's like, no, they're worms. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And they do look kind of like worms when he eats them. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck was in that weed? (laughs) They're all just sitting around laughing at him. They're all worms. Yes. Like, I've smoked a lot of weed, but, like, I've never seen maggots or or worms as noodles. No, something tells me there might have been something else in there, you know? Oh, now he's fixing the... Now he's fixing the fuck up bad. Right? He's like, you know, bring me the wine. And it's all to impress this girl, you know? Right? Yep. Bless his heart. I love how ornate the bottle is, though. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Makes me wonder how old the bottle is he's selling. I was just thinking that. They've probably been drinking out of it for hundreds of years. Right? Kiefer's beyond hot. He is smoking hot. In this movie, I will say he's a very handsome man, yes. He's super intense. And just those cold stares he gives everybody. I'm not one for blondes, but... I don't know. It's, it's, It's so 80s. Right? I want to kill that little kid with fire. And like... She spends the whole movie protecting him. Oh, yeah. Even later when he almost gets killed, she just steps in no. Yeah, she, and like, I admire that, but mm-mm, kill that little kid. Stake him. <laughs> there he is. He takes the drink, so they're just like, yeah, now you're one of us, Michael. And she's just like, oh, shit. I kind of always had an issue with that because I felt like you're not a vampire until you actually, like, I mean, he's drinking blood, but, like, I feel like you have to have a kill to be a vampire. Right. They actually, that's what they say later on is that he was supposed to be Star's first kill. Mm -hmm. And that would make her a full vampire as opposed to a half vampire. But she couldn't kill him, so they brought him into the group. Um, this scene with him kind of seeming to have some sort of uh, orgasmic response to drinking this blood um, with that song has always been pretty striking to watch. Right, Cry Little Sister. They yeah. actually wrote that song based on only reading the script without seeing any pit of the movie. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, here's a scene I like. So they go to this... Um, <laughs> to these railroad tracks, like over a bridge, and play chicken, kind of. And so I swear most of the Michaels come from this one yes, scene, you know? Yes, they do. Yes. At least 8,000. They just literally start chanting his name. Yeah. Now, I've been over a few railroad bridges myself, but I've never actually been on one you actually run the danger of falling through. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And also reminds me of Stand By Me. Right, that infamous uh, train dodge. Oh, shit. They just start dropping away. Right. Gun pile. And they just expect him to, like, know what to do. Like, I don't get it. Like, what? You know? They're all hanging from the from the bottom part now. Right, and he's just going to drop through and catch yeah. those things, you know? Mm. 
No. 100% I would die. Even if I was a vampire, I'd probably still die that way. No, at least dislocate a shoulder or something. <laughs> and he just does it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So he's got to fit away. in. Everyone else is doing it, so did I. The girl ain't even there. Yeah, but I'm sure we can get back to her. Like, I'll tell you about Michael. He pussed out. <laughs> then the train goes over. And it's super intense. Right? Yeah, just like, hold on. I love this scene. And they're all just, like, shaking themselves as they're hanging there. Oh, then dropping like flies. He's like, you know, don't be scared. Join us. It's really smart they put a bunch of, like, fog in the scene, too. Because you can't see what happens to them. You don't really know what's going on. Right? You don't know if it's ground underneath there, water, yeah. or what. Like, what are they doing? How far it is of a drop. I mean, that railroad bridge scene in Stand By Me, they, they drew, fell pretty far. Yeah. Of course, I never understood how they hit the ground and weren't hurt, but, you know. <laughs> Finally, he's like trying to pull himself back up. He's like, no, I don't have that strength. It's only one way out now. Just let go. (laughs) They said your name. Come on, Michael. At this point, they're chanting. I remember actually seeing the preview for this on HBO when it first came out. I didn't understand what they were. I thought it was like my association like six-year-old me like monkey bars in the playground. <laughs> it does kind of <laughs> like that, yeah. Like, how does he know to like fly or does he just fall? I never associated that. I just kind of thought it was like a, almost like a dream sequence of him just yeah. kind of drifting down. Hmm, they don't really explain that. No. But no, I never thought about that, whether he was flying or floating or what. He just looks super fucked up the next day. <laughs> right? It's all those maggots he had to eat. He's like, what time is it? He's like, two o'clock. He's like, give me my sunglasses. He's like, what, do you need sunglasses to talk on the phone? Come on. <laughs> he's, there, he's like, are you free basic? What, do you want drugs? What's going on? And have again, you ever free basic anything, anything, Rob? No, I never have. <laughs> just thought I'd ask. <laughs> never get an occasion to ask anybody that question, so just thought I'd, you know, take my chance. Right. No, I never really got anything wild like that when I was in my youth. Now that I'm old and married and have kids, I wouldn't even give it a try. Well, I mean, just saying, you know, sometimes it's all right, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if people Google, like, how to freebase anymore, or if anybody even tries that. Or if that's an antiquated way to get high. Is there more, you know... 2020 way to do it. I love the fact that grandma, or not grandma, but mom's calling him up going, hey, will you keep an eye on Sam tonight? He's like 15, 16 himself, but he still needs a babysitter. 
<laughs> Grandpa's going out on his date for, with, uh, doesn't have any cologne, so he's grabbing the Windex. <laughs> Windex smells alright, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess they'll do it a pinch better than nothing, but still. Yeah, I always thought it was like he was way too old to have a babysitter for sure. Right? We have that infamous bathtub scene I was talking about coming yeah, up here in a minute. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, how many 16-year-old boys take baths? <laughs> saying that part. And let alone sing in the bath. Oh, it's we got to have this little, like, this is pretty legit scary scene. Right, I forgot about this one for yeah. a second. They're like all surrounding the house. And the headlights. Right? The blinds are all going nuts. Like every room they're there. And then he opens up the door and then they're just gone. It's menacing for sure. I like how he calls him Mike, though, and not Michael. Right? See, they're just all gone, you know, it's like, wait, where the hell did they go? What? That looks like them fucking vampires that got to me last night. Fed me some maggots. <laughs> did you take baths when you were 16? Just asking. <laughs> no. It's weird. Maybe, a little bit. Maybe they don't have a shower. It's an old house. I do like the little touch they did with putting uh, Laddie's picture on the milk carton here. You'll yeah, actually see that yeah, when I Bob did, comes yeah, by. I always see that, too. You can't eat real food anymore. Right? I mean, it does no. look like a clawfoot tub. <laughs> It's definitely an interesting song choice. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. He's just like, I'm hungry. There's only one thing to eat around here. It's my little uh, brother. Right. What do I do? I mean, like, there's no maggots I can order for takeout. <laughs> And Sam's just over here having a good time at the party, you know? Yeah, just, you know, woohoo in a way. And the dog's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy's a vampire now? <laughs> he finna die. Right? That dog looks so scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like in a second here where he starts snarling yeah. at him, you know? You know, it's funny, I have a little chihuahua, and I always say, he may not be able to do much, but I'm sure he would, you know, fight to the death for us. I'd probably so. Oh, god damn. Right? Yeah, he wasn't having none of that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam's just like, what the hell just happened? That, that bathroom looks so gross. Like, god, I would not be taking a shower in that bathroom. Mm -mm, it's a bad. Like, 
<laughs> bleach in there or something. Oh, uh-uh, clean that shit. <laughs> He's just like, okay, where did everybody go? What is happening? Michael, where are you? Real vampire? (laughs) He turns it on and sees Michael bleeding all over the place. Because that dog fucked him up. Right? I love this line here. He's like, what about Nana? What'd you do to my dog, you asshole? <laughs> He's like, oh. a great name. Right? It's so weird. It's actually, a lot of the characters' names are named after uh, Peter Pan, including the dog, you know, Nana, Nanook. Okay. And originally Sam was named John from the two brothers, from Michael and John. Oh, the effect where you can't see him in the mirror. Right, he's like half there. He looks there. like a forced ghost. Right. My old vampire. And he automatically is like, you're a motherfucking vampire. vampire. It's just like, no other explanation. Right? He's like, I read about that in a comic. Yeah, just like, we're done. It's smart, though. It's smart. He runs away. Right. Then he, you know, has to call the Frog Brothers. You know, I'm not sure if they, like, wrote down their home number and the, you know, shop number, yeah, but... yeah. Probably did. But he definitely calls them here at the shop. Michael's like, forget this. I'm, I'm just going to bed. <laughs> Wake up tomorrow, see what happens. I thought he was supposed to sleep during the day, but okay. <laughs> you know, by this point, I imagine she's only been up for about, you know, five, six hours. Mm-hmm. Also, they, they're not really good about the timeline here because he's talking about how his brother sleeps all day, you know, his fingernails are longer, and he has bad breath, and, like, he's only been with him this one day, supposedly. Right? So I'm like, what? Well, did stuff happen in between what we just saw? I don't know. I mean, you know, was he turned into a vampire and, like, instantly start growing claws or something? Yeah, like. They're like, we have to kill him. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, you won't let us. You're on your own. See, this part oh. here I never really understood either. He's like floating to the ceiling, but then it's almost like he's getting sucked out the window, or yeah. is he just. It's like he has no control over his uh, vampire flying abilities. Right? He has to go to vampire school, probably, and learn that. But if I thought I had no control of it, like, the window would be the last place I'd be, you know, trying to go. I'm like, no, I'm not sure where I'm going to end up. I think this is so funny here. He knocks off everything off this desk, including a telephone. But then, like, in a minute or two later, you know, mom calls. Like, how does she call? The phone's off the hook. That's true. Yeah, it does look like um, the vortex of space is trying to, like, get him out the window. Right? I'm not sure if, like, David's trying to pull him into him or what, but he's just like, no, I'm not going out this window. Hold on to the phone cord. I've never thought about the phone thing before. That's legit, like, dumb. Right? Because he's He's literally on the phone. 
right? He's like listening in. He's like, everything's fine, Mom. Don't come home. He's like, what are you talking about? What are you, the flying nun? He's <laughs> like, shut up. Don't tell her. She just you know, runs off, leaves Max at the restaurant by himself. <laughs> he has yeah. No this is like one of her like gut like mom reactions that I identify with, just like instant panic, like some right. shit is happening. I gotta fucking go. Uh, and then when <laughs> I don't she have gets time home, to tell you about it. And then gets home and then has a goddamn shit fit. Right? Like you got scared over a comic book? Yeah. yeah. She's like, "What the fucking fuck, man." <laughs> It's interesting how he's just sitting there, you know, talking to him. He doesn't... I mean, I love my brother and all, but I'd probably run away. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're on your own. Sorry, dude. He's like, please, let me in. Corey Haynes like, is so soft-hearted. He can't help it. Right? He's not a Feldman. He's a Haynes. Uh, meanwhile, Feldman's just like, yeah, I'll let you in, then I'll kill you. Yeah, then I'll stake you. You just hold them. Everything will be all right, Michael. All right, Mom's home. Oh, God. You should say, don't tell her. Come on. We got a little secret. You had me scared to death. Like, sorry, Mom. It's just a really scary comic book. Thought I saw something out my window. She just slap him in his face, just saying. Right? And she's just like, what the hell? She clearly needs the D, and she was on a fancy date, and she was going to, you know, get her groove on. And then this fucking guy. Right? With his vampire problems. Like, get over yourself. And then spilled milk. Oh, I would lose my fucking shit. Nothing is worse than spilled milk. Ever. People say, don't cry over spilled milk. Fuck you. You never had to clean up milk. It gets everywhere. Like, legit everywhere. You get spilled like, in your kitchen, find it in your bedroom. Like, it just, just splashes. Like, nothing else. I would kill somebody. And Grandpa has a 1920s uh, Ford off the original assembly line. Whatever the fuck he's driving over here. He has that other cool car. Why is he driving that piece of shit? <laughs> it's actually a 1942 International Harvester. I believe you. I love the fact he like made a garlic necklace. Yes, me too. <laughs> and she's complaining about how bad it smells, but even though it's like they're the whole clothes, so <laughs> the smell isn't that bad. Yeah, you can't really smell it unless you break it open. Right, you start but crushing it. But he has it a stuff. lot of garlic, though. Right. So this part I never really understood much either. I mean, where did the kite come from? And also, why is he showing up so late? Because she's, like, getting into bed after ruining their date. Why is he going to her house? Well, this one's actually his house. Oh, this is his house. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about litter scene. Okay, yes. Right, I'm figuring, you know, he's just... Oh, she left, you know, I got all this food and yeah, all yeah, let it go. to waste. Finish his dinner and head home. 
But then this just kite comes out of nowhere. Looking like a bat. Right? And he's just kind of like, okay, who did that? Lights go off. And then the vampires surround him. But again, you know, he's just kind of like, what's going on? He's not scared or anything, just confused. I think it's only meant to throw you off the scent of who he really is. Right. It's very transparent. He comes to rescue Star, gets Manzers trying to figure out what's going on. And here's where she goes into the whole half vampire. You drink David's bloodline. Yeah. This is some questionable vampire lore, in my opinion. Right. I don't think half vampires can fly. Although, if a full vampire maybe can transfigure into a bat, then maybe this would be half of that. I love how she's got this big bed with, like, curtains around it and everything, and they're just, like, sleeping, you know, upside down from the roof. Yeah. Oh, here's your um, obligatory sex scene. This may sound strange, but one thing I actually like about this is the fact is there is no nudity. It's not needed, and it's not there just for the sake of having it. Yeah. It's meant to be more romantic, it seems. Right. I mean, he's nude. Well, I mean, he's shirtless. Right. It's actually interesting. The original script, Star was supposed to be a boy. Oh, But then, yeah, Schumacher stepped in and said, no, we need to change this. Then they did this weird, like, floating through the cloud sequence. It was always a little strange. I guess she's that good, you know, rocked his world. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Set him flying. Yeah. But that song pretty much rocks, so it's fine. Right. I'm not 100% even sure what the point of that scene was. I mean, obviously it's daylight, so they're not coming home. They're not flying, no. Right? Wakes up and he's like, oh, "Oh, I didn't mean to fall asleep. I mean, I don't hate it because it does look cool. But also, it's weird. It's just, like you said, it looks cool. There's just no point to it. Yeah. Unless it was like a dream sequence, or maybe he's a half-vampire, so the sunlight doesn't get to him, Mm. which is obvious, so maybe it was his out there. And his hand is all healed up now, and that's confusing. Mom's just sitting there chilling out in the greenhouse waiting for him to come home. (laughs) I always felt like she looked too young to be his mom. Right. Just because he just looks way too old. He's just like, I don't want to talk, but fine. Uh, all that. It, this is another one of those things that makes me love her because 
it's just real. Like, what is going on with my kid? You know, she tries to talk to him, and he keeps shutting her down. It's frustrating. And, you know, there's no yelling and screaming. Just, come on, Michael. We can talk this out. We can figure out what's going on. Just try to relate to him. But he's a vampire, so it's, like, real hard. (laughs) You know, I got grandpa's like, I'm not the only one who got lucky last night, huh? (laughs) Oh, my God. Sorry, Grandpa. I don't understand that shirt he's wearing. Was that like Hands Across America stick figures? <laughs> it did kind of look like that, didn't it? Yeah, this is a scene I'm thinking of, I think. No, when she goes to his house. Right, to uh, try and apologize yeah. for running out on him. Again, bringing him a, a vial of wine. See, she's still trying to get the D, all right? She's still. Girls do have to be smooth sometimes, and she's trying to be smooth. But then, it all goes to hell. This is, like, pretty scary. Um, Because that dog, even though it's not a husky, it does look incredibly (laughs) aggressive. (laughs) And chases her, and that is scary as hell. I would die. (laughs) I would die. Meanwhile, Sam's just like, oh, mom, run! And it gets her skirt. Right. And I love the parts here. He's like breaks through the boards, and another yeah. scene the boards yeah, that, are whole. That's fucking then, crazy, right? My son is afraid of dogs. He would lose his absolute shit if he saw that scene. No. Oh. All right, now the Frog Brothers got to break it down. Like, hang on, we got to open up shop here first, but you know, ghouls and werewolves in City Hall. Kill your brother. You'll feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, like I said, the third one, Corey Feldman's like, no, I'm not going to kill my brother. (laughs) I am sort of interested in watching those now that I know that Corey's in it. Yeah. Well, I've got those DVDs, too. If you never want to do another one, let me know. (laughs) Make a whole series. Right. (laughs) Oh, so now he's figuring out who the big bad is. Rather than just kind of, you know, have a guy idea. Do you feel like if you... If you kill the head vampire, I mean, it's not like you take away the powers of the other vampires, do you? Well, they say that if you kill the head vampire, all half vampires turn to normal. And so Michael, Star, Laddie, they're all, Mm. again, half vampires. Meanwhile, Mm. David, Marco, and all of them are full vampires. I still kind of don't like that. I don't know. Where are you at on that? I like the idea of it, you know, again, that people can be saved. You just have to do the work. It's not like you just write them off completely. No, I don't know. I feel like half vampire is a cop out. Like, mm, I don't know. Oh, he's such a dick, though. <laughs> he's just like, no, I'm not meeting him. I'm leaving. Oh, then 
here we go. You have to invite him into the house. Right. As a suitor for his mother and nothing else, that's all. He is totally innocent and not at all a head vampire. One of the things I love here is he actually is like, I'm not coming in unless you invite me. Again, working on the old vampire lore that they can't come in unless they're invited. Yeah. But this one never actually states that they can't come in. In fact, the uh, Kiefer Sutherland and all them come in later without being invited. Mm-hmm. But this one tells me is that if you invite me in, it takes away all your powers over me. Mm-hmm. Leaves you defenseless against me, but meanwhile they are powerful to defeat the other vampires later on because they weren't invited. Um, I love how the Frog Brothers just show up. They're like, hey, these guys are staying for dinner. <laughs> and she's like, oh. For your okay. romantic date. Yeah, sure. Edgar and Alan, I've always loved. Um, just for the Edgar Allan Poe. Right. Deal. So I actually looked it up, the age difference between the two. Um, the mom here, she's 20 years older than Jason Patrick. Diane West. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, she doesn't seem old enough at all to have the first son. I mean, I know he's probably in that age range, though, in the movie, but he, n- right. he never looks it. And the nook looks like a fucking ginormous compared to her. I love how he just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, you know? just like, uh, he's begging for food. I get that very much from my cats. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, he graded himself as a budding chef. Well, I'm sorry, you see, most people could tell that it's some garlic and Parmesan cheese. It's like, it's just a little much. <laughs> I like raw garlic. Oh no, oh no. (laughs) The holy water didn't work either. Now what? Oh no. I love this scene here, Jameson Newlander, when he pinches out the fire on the candle. He didn't know he needed to wet his finger first, so he actually ended up burning him. himself again i think it goes back to the whole you invited me in uh, so that leaves you defenseless right, line that's lame i, I kind of like it you know it leaves some ability to hide more and be able to manipulate the people more because mm-hmm. again the ending he's like I, I didn't really care about your kids i wanted you mm-hmm. he's like so They were just a way to manipulate you to me. Doesn't he say something about his boys need a mother or something like that later? Yeah. Like, all right, one more time. We're going to try this at your house. Wouldn't bet he doesn't leave the phone number. (laughs) 
You know, Grandpa's just like, all right. Yeah, he's creepy. Like, he knows what's going on. I feel like the Grandpa probably knows the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, here we go. He's like, all right, what'd you do with her? Where is she? He's like, come on, I gotta show you something. We'll answer you, you know, if you ever want to see her again, but you gotta come with us. Uh, this scene here, like I said, I first saw this movie when I was like seven years old. This one scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah. Nostalgically, yes. But not realistically anymore. Right. I mean, mostly it looks fun to be a vampire, except for when you die. Um, but yeah, I would be in with all the partying and uh, the flying and whatnot. And the cool cave lair and noodle worms, <laughs> probably. Um, I always got into, I always like the way they dressed in this one. Me too, yeah. It's a weird mix of like 80s pop sort of and kind of old timey. Right. In fact, it's funny is that David wears the black gloves throughout most of this movie. That's because Keith or Sutherland actually broke his wrist in early into the filming of the movie, so they're trying to hide that. Oh. <laughs> he broke Smart. it on the um, on the uh, dirt bikes. Oh, I was going to say, he might have broke it on the train tracks. <laughs> well, he was trying to show off and, you know, ate shit. I love the teeth in this one. Me oh, too. Not, but... That's great. His first vampire face. Yeah. Right? Oh, the teeth did. aren't like the traditional canines, or just those like front two. Yeah. And the eyes. Right. They had a lot of problems with the contacts in this one because it was like '87 before it was the soft contacts were. Yeah. So these were like actual glass contacts. Ugh. They probably can't see shit out of them. Well, that you know leads to some serious dry eye. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh! He bit that guy in his fucking head. Right? Not a traditional vampire bite. <laughs> to rip your fucking skull off. Oh, Michael's freaking out now. He's like, yeah, my instincts tell me I want some of that, but I don't know. Yeah, this is a great scene. But he resisted, apparently. Now, did you ever see that other um, vampire movie that came out around the same time with like Lance Hendrickson, Near Dark? Hmm. Not that I recall. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the same basic principle. Girl lures a guy in. He ends up becoming a vampire. He's out hanging out with the group for a while. And um, then, at that one point, he ends up going home and ends up being cured due to a, a blood transfusion. Hmm. It's funny, because um, Jason Patrick's half-brother is actually in that one. Adrian Pas- Pascar? 
Um, no? Something. Yeah, the name yeah. of it's Pat, Near Dark. Okay. The guy from um, Heroes. No. No? Um, hang on. I'm looking it up now, but he was like in a class of 99. He was also in that old um, movie Teen Witch. <gasps> Teen Witch is my fucking jam. Hey, he played the little brother in that one. Oh, God, no, not that guy. Are you fucking serious? Joshua John Miller. Oh, my God, that little kid creeps me the fuck out. Right? He is scarier than anything in this movie. The little kid. From yeah. Teen oh, my God, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Well, I think it's just funny how they both end up playing in a, almost the same character, you know? Well, same vampire genre. I'm trying to find him now. Oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Ugh. I love this. Star's like, okay, we gotta talk. No, we'll talk later. No, I'm coming up. (laughs) (laughs) She just flies up to his window. He's finally calling her out, thank God. Right. Meanwhile, Sam's just like, uh, you can't find me under the covers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah actually Corey Haim would be about 16 when they filmed this movie he was born in 71 yeah he's yeah he's pretty close to accurate ah <sighs> uh, dudes man this girl ain't worth it get a hold of yourself It's actually kind of funny is um, the main human characters in the second one are Star and Michael's children. Ugh. Their son and daughter. And in that one, the son gets lured in by the vampires, and the head vampire is played by Angus Sutherland, Kiefer's half-brother. Hmm. Is it still in a set in Santa Cruz? Um, no, it never actually says where it is. It's just Southern California. Mm. They comment Michael and Star die in a car wreck, so they have to go live with their aunt. Uh, can vampires die in a car wreck? <laughs> well, at the end, they end up becoming, you know, human again. Yeah. That would suck to go through being a half vampire and then die from a car wreck. Like, right. this is why you just go full vampire. Because you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Just go full vampire. I'm sorry. I'm team vamp. Whatever. Real quick here. I love how Grandpa's actually like building a fence, but he's making these giant ass stakes. (laughs) (laughs) They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, all right, I know what's going on with this guy, so let's get some protection. He lets us know at the end of the movie that he knew what was up all along. Right. And they it's stole funny, his car. It? <laughs> it's funny, they actually, that movie wasn't supposed to end like that. It was supposed to go back down into the lair and there's this giant, like, hundred-year-old mural of Max on the wall. Ooh. Yeah, but so they decided to end it on a joke. I like jokes better. This seems pretty scary coming up, too. 
Oh, yeah. It's like, these guys are killers. like, yeah, so are the Frog Brothers. What's your point? <laughs> it's like, it's daylight. I'm at half strength at best. I can't protect you. He's like, all right, you just get the girl. We'll get these guys. I'll stake you without even thinking twice about it. <laughs> right. It's actually the first uh, time the word vamp out was used that later went on to become yeah. quite popular in Buffy. Which Joss Whedon's openly said that he got a lot of his inspiration from this movie. You know, that's one of my blind spots. I was never into Buffy. Oh. See, when it first came on the air, I never watched it myself. You know, I was thought, you know, that's a girl's show. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. And then one year for Christmas, my wife got one of the seasons. I sat down and watched it with her. I swear I've seen it more than she has now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody swears by it. I'm just afraid that if I go back... It'll be all too dated. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's definitely... Yeah. Because I tried with, like, Smallville. And yeah. that was one of the problems I had with that. It's just, just too dated. Oh, yeah. Buffy definitely can tell it's in the 90s. All right, so they're all... They're going to stake them in their um, lair here. Right. They're, like, crawling into the back. The sun can't get them. Mm-hmm. Like flies and the undead go together like bolts and guns. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike's doing his best so strength to carry out Laddie and Star. It's like, no, these guys are all right. They're with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that they like, actually... Went so far as to add, like, the vampire bat, like, feet to these guys. Yeah, I love how they're hanging upside down. Just clinging into these nasty new toenails. Definitely need of a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> Old girl gets to bed. They get to hang upside down. Right. On top of that, you know, she's got all these little sheer curtains going around the bed and everything. It is sort of Goonies-esque uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Ugh. They do look creepy. They definitely seem to have an easier time getting out than they did in. Mm-hmm. So this cave is just one giant coffin. Would you stake a vampire hanging from a cave? You know, if it came down to it, necessary, probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be as brave as these guys. Yeah, they're pretty brave. <laughs> I kind of want an origin story for them, you know, like... How they knew all this stuff, really. Yeah. Oh! He doesn't even hesitate. Nope. He just yells and screams and just oh bleeds like way more than anybody should blood. hold. That's great. I love pl- practical blood. Corey Hames said the blood was like slimier than any other blood he's had to deal yeah, with. Yeah, it looks like it. He just wakes up everybody. They're like, yeah. you're dead Why wouldn't they get in, like, 
you know, like, time their attack, you know? Like, you get this guy, you get this guy, I'll get this guy. So, they right. at least get three of them. They didn't think it through. They were too scared, I guess. Oh, I love this scene here where they drag him into the sun, kind of, mm-hmm. and his hand gets on yeah, fire. Yeah, burns him. Right? And then he has that one tear rolls down his cheek. <laughs> I actually found out that that was a real tear caused by the irritation from the contacts, and they just happened to catch it. Now, for years, I wasn't sure, oh. is he crying over Marco? Is he crying because his hand was on fire? Why? Yeah, probably the hand on fire deal. Probably. <laughs> He's just like, tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mike, Star, and Laddie, they're just snoozing away in the car. Like, whatever, you guys do with that, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> I love the fact that they were amazing. They're opening their eyes, they talked. They're not supposed <laughs> to be able to do that. <laughs> Kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh. <laughs> now I, now I want to watch Lessons to Drive, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite um, Corey's movies was uh, Dream a Little Dream. Ooh, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, that one uh, basically. It was kind of like a body swamp with Corey Feldman and, um, I forgot his name, but he's like an older gentleman, and so they're trying to find their way back to each other. Hmm. Mine is one that I cannot remember the name of, and I'm going to get in trouble, because I've talked about it before, um, because it's sort of, um... Where there's this pyromaniac chick in it. Um, Blown away? Blown away. Yes, that's it. Yes. That is a fucked up movie. Right. Nicole Egbert said that too. Yes, she is. That's the time she was dating Corey Feldman. Or Corey Haim, excuse me. Yeah, it's like overly sexual. um, At a very like weird time for my age to be watching that movie and then I watched it and it was you know so it came out in 93 yeah but it's a great movie though actually a lot of fun yeah see that's what I miss about one thing is like the video stores Yes. Going in there, you have no idea what you want. Just be able to walk up and down the aisles. You find something, you pick it up, you read it. Mm-hmm. I worked in the video store of my little, little tiny, tiny, little small town, my hometown, and it was a trip. <laughs> that was when VHSs were still a thing. Right. So I always wanted to work in one, but I never got the chance. But I remember. Look at my account. My mom always had this thing on there, like, "Well, you got to call me and let me know what he's renting." But yeah, she didn't care. She's like, "All right, well, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to know what they are. Make it seem like I'm doing something." Man, people get so mad when their movie's not there. Right. 
I got to do pretty much anything I wanted at that job anyway, so it was fine. Oh no, now they're barricading because, yeah, that will help. Right. Close all the windows, start a fire. Oh, uh, Grandpa, is that what you today? of garlic here, yes. <laughs> holy water. Garlic holy water. Okay, that's double. Gotcha. And what is that, like a bathtub toilet on the rim yeah, of the tub? I'm sure it is. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do in the bath? Apparently <laughs> comb your hair and play with the bubbles. Yeah, yeah, make a mohawk out of bubbles. This little laddie kid can fuck the fuck off just just all the way off. Is it her kid, her brother, a rando kid that she is looking after? Right. They never got into any explanation of him at all. Also, Laddie's a terrible name. Actually, the French version of this, they changed it to Lady. Which is even worse They're for a young worse. boy. Yes. Oh, those vampire feet. Gross, <laughs> man. He's just wake up. He's like, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm on a mission. Yeah, fuck this shit. We about to fuck some shit up. <laughs> now we get the cool flying effect that makes more sense here. Right. I always like that part. I love how they, like, filmed it forward and then, like, just reversed Play, it. Again. Yeah, played it back, yeah. You know She's, like, straightforward on a mission, right yeah. where it goes. Mm-hmm. Thorne's just like, all right. <laughs> Letting you know something's up. Also, he's a head vampire, so he can eat real food? <laughs> Apparently. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, David ate the noodles earlier. Well, those were worms. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just mixing up all their things. Like, it's very weird how right. they can pick what, what's what. But, I mean, it's fun. Like, it's good. Oh, he has a bow and arrow now. Okay. You know, something he's never even mentioned earlier, but apparently he's like this great shot at it. I love the fact here he's like, you know, some yell and scream, some go quietly, some implode, some explode. And that's literally what all four of them do in this movie. You know, Marco yells and screams, Paul implodes, Dwayne explodes. And David just kind of slumps over. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about who gets the best death. <laughs> I already chose mine. Right. I love the fact he's like willing to risk his life to go out and get the dog. Of course. He's like, oh shoot, we forgot he's chained up outside. They barricaded the whole house and did all these like Home Alone booby traps, but yet they forgot <laughs> the dog outside. Right? But as we already established, you know, that dog can mess up a vampire. Fuck yeah. Oh no. Shit's about to go down. Right? He's like, they're coming! Oh, of course you fall down, you dumbass. 
No, it wouldn't be intense if they didn't. Why would they tie the dog up all the fuck all the way at the end? That makes no sense. I'm just curious how big this yard is. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, flying through the fireplace. Hot. <laughs> now that fire did a lot of good helping yeah, them stay right? out, didn't they? I <laughs> <laughs> like how they immediately go after her. <laughs> Michael or and Paul is just like, hey guys, you killed Marco. It's like your squirt guns, your stakes, no, nothing. Get out of here. They are brave though. <laughs> it's like garlic doesn't work, boys. Uh, Brooke oh, McMahon no. here. Holy water. Brooke McMahon, the one who plays Paul, he actually died of a rare liver disorder. Oh no! Oh shit! Yeah. He died of Nanook. Right. Knocking him in the garlic holy water. It's a good thing they came back and went out and got him. Oh, he's a puddle of goo now. I love the fact like his bones pop up. Yeah, that's great. I found it interesting is on Brooke oh. McMahon there. Rook McMahon and uh, Corey Haim became such good friends while this... He actually became Haim's manager. Oh, you did now. Sorry. Oh, a skeleton. Yeah, there's his blood. Oh, blood. And, oh, and everything's so like, great. <laughs> I got every pipe and every drain. This is so great. The toilet explodes. That's so fucked up. <laughs> what are they in the photography room? Like, why is the red light going on? It looks like a fiend match in there. Right. He's got that one little lamp. He's just pointing yeah. all around, trying to figure out where everybody is. It's a hell of a spotlight, though. Yeah, it is. Not, not too bad. Like, oh, yeah, there he is. I think this is the best death guy. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that. Squirted the holy water in his eyes with the gun. Now, every other vampire's name gets mentioned throughout this movie except for his. You later find out through, like, the internet and stuff like that, I found out it's Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne the Vampire. Oh, what a horrible name. And I've never actually been able to place his accent either. It's like, you miss, sucker. Only once, pal. Oh, <laughs> right in the... Oh, yes. Rock and roll oh. electrocution. <laughs> I love how he just explodes. Oh like, you see God. his hands go flying so off, but later on they're attached to his forearm. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Oh, best death ever. From a stereo death by stereo. They're like, what the hell's going on up there? Apparently the basement has no plumbing. <sighs> And there's David. 
He just flies down, punches him in the face, flies off. He's like, where are you hiding? Why don't you come out and face me? <laughs> I'll be bragging about that bow and arrow shot until I died. That right? was amazing. I love that. He's like, no, we took out the one that looks like Twisted Sister. Well, Nanook helped a little. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, this fucking little kid. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Kill it with fire. Right? He just explodes through the mattress. Just, yeah. Like, there's some kind of big fan yeah. underneath blowing yeah. toilet paper, it looks like. It doesn't look like toilet paper. <laughs> what is your mattress made out of? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a oh, jack of like monster. a little... Chucky or something. Right? And they're just about ready to kill him and Star's like, don't you touch him! Get away! He's just like, ah! But like, what turned him all of a sudden? That, again, was never explained. Yeah. Another thing you never find out about that guy. Like, supposedly he was half vampire, right? So. I mean, he never killed anybody. No. I'm guessing he just kind of vamped out like uh, Michael did in the bonfire scene. Yeah, maybe. he wasn't able to control it as well as Michael could. All the death and blood, maybe. Right? Again, you know, it comes down to that child yeah. brain. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, shit, here we go. Oh, now Michael's vamping out. It's like, you're a killer. <laughs> you tried to make me a killer. Apparently he learned how to control his flight. Somehow, yes, magically. But he missed all the antlers. My turn. Ooh. Pretty good effects throughout, just saying, right. for this movie. Well, he's like, join us. He's like, no, never. I would just be like, all right. I'll be a vampire now. Like, who do you want me to kill? Yeah, it's fine. This part here I love is like, he's like smoking, but he doesn't disappear or fade away or anything like the other vampires do. Right, right. Which is actually the original sequel to this was supposed to be... David didn't die, but he comes back and makes a girl group. So makes the Lost Girls. Mm. But instead, they didn't do that one. So they actually did a comic book where David came back and created the head vampire for the second movie. How did he come back? They just He just <laughs> didn't get, make it through the heart and he just didn't die. Yeah, okay. He realizes Michael can beat him and he's going to die, so he's like, oh, I'm just going to play possum here. Mm, smart. They never actually got into, that like, heavy... Yeah, that makes sense. Like, he's like, I don't want him to see me this way. The good call on his part. <laughs> right. All right, so... Here we go. Mom's coming home with the boyfriend. Apparently she's driving his car for some reason. 
Because her fucking kids did some crazy ass shit again. She's got to see about them. I'm not even 100% sure how she got word that this was going down. They didn't call her or anything. Also true, yes. I guess, what is he just like, all right, uh, let's go check on your kids, see what's going on. I feel on. like maybe since he's the vet head vampire, he knew some shit was going to go down, you know? And like maybe right. he felt when the other ones died, and he escalated it. Um, yeah, cause spoiler, he's the head vampire. <laughs> Which we all kind of knew all along anyway. Oh boy. And I don't understand, they're like obviously in the basement, but she doesn't mention the plumbing exploding upstairs. There's that line, your boys need a mother. But yeah, like saying, she doesn't comment about the the plumbing in the stairs. You know, they're perfectly dry. I mean, what, is she coming through like a storm cellar or something? <laughs> There's a lot to take in, you know? Right. A lot of questions. Don't ever invite a vampire in your house, you silly boy. It renders you powerless. And she's just like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't? Here it was, uh, it was you all along, Lucy. I knew if I could get Sam and Michael into the family, then you'd follow. <sighs> Again, you know, the I kids are expendable. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for your meddling kids. He goes, full <laughs> Scooby-Doo villain. Right? <laughs> it's like, but I still want you, Lucy. Oh. <laughs> what a great vampire face Right I didn't invite you in this time Oh shit See again you know You invite him in once he's able to come back in Does that render you powerless the second time Who knows With this Mismatched <laughs> version of Vampire of lore It's like they just took all the lures And threw them against the wall to yeah, see what sticks much. He's like, all right, you come with me, I'll let him go. He's like, no, Mom. <laughs> she does the mom thing. She does it. Right? You know? I love Sacrifice her. Sacrifice herself for the kids. I love her. She's my favorite character in this movie. You got Grandpa's horn, and they're all just like, wait, what? Yep. What is that? What's going on? And he comes busting through with those stakes from the fence he built earlier. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Right into that fireplace. Again, making it seem like it's a lot bigger than it was. Yeah, there's like a wall of fire. <laughs> They're all jamming <laughs> on their safety glasses. That's a great kill, too. Right? Damn, it's like a whole fucking cloud. Oh, but when was the last time you cleaned that thing? I know, right? <laughs> they all got the outline from their glasses there. 
they're just like, okay, what happened? We're so confused, but we're back to normal. And you got Laddie come running up here. Star, Ugh. star, star! You're still creepy. Uh, sorry, little kid. Mm-mm. You still need to die. See, I never figured it out. Do they, like, bring him back home to his parents? Do they take him with? You know? <laughs> Gotta say he goes back to his parents. Like, calling the police? Yeah, we found this missing yeah, kid. yeah. Found him on the boardwalk. How much should we charge him? <laughs> Grandpa's just nonchalant going inside the refrigerator. "Mm, Okay. Got to get his root beer and double thick Oreo cookies. While the refrigerator is covered in blood. You know, the rest of the power is out, but apparently the refrigerator still works. (laughs) Smart. I can never stomach all the damn vampires. I wonder how many vampires he's killed <laughs> up to this point. Right. That's a great line. I love it. That's a great way to end the movie. Right. I like that so much better than that mural thing I mentioned earlier. Yeah, so much better. And then it's just fade to black. Like, that's it. You don't get any of the... Like, the fall out, you don't get any of the consequences, just, boom, there's your movie. That's one of the things right. I just loved about it. Um, it's a quick watch. You know, it goes by really fast. It's, there's no slow spots, really. Um, no. Great special effects, or, you know, practical special effects. Um, good acting, funny. Like, it's just a great movie. I, I've always loved this movie. Right, and I like how the fact it's scary, but not overly scary to like give you nightmares, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just scary enough. Um, and even somebody that's like kind of squeamish with like gore and stuff, like it's there, but it's not. It's not right? a lot of it, you know. And, and, and even then, it's like campy, sort of. So it's a little bit more palatable. No, I can do. I personally would consider it to be, you know, kid friendly. Oh, definitely kid friendly. Yeah, because you know, even the sex scenes pretty tame. The language is not bad. Right. Um, you know, mostly the scary parts are just like the vampire's faces, basically. Yeah. And that little kid. And then the uh, bonfire scene. The bonfire. Yeah, that's true. That's a little bit scary. Um, but yeah, that's a great choice. I'm really, I'm really glad you picked it. It was a good watch. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate no it. No problem. No problem. Um, is there anything you want to plug real quick before we go? Um, you know, real quick, I was just on the recent uh, ish episode of uh, Body Pressure Luck. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, Scott and Ryan. How'd that go? Hey, I took third place. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about four answers on that show, so... Yeah, you did better than me. There you go. You ever thought about trying to be on it? Oh, fuck. I would, no. I would, I would do worse than Josh. So, <laughs> it would be real bad. <laughs> um, Alright, well, thank you so much. Um, for the Jenny Position, you can find me on um, Twitter, at Jenny Position. The Facebook page, you can leave a review. And that's about it. Thanks so much. Um, maybe we'll do the um, sequels. All right. Well, let me know. All right. That's sure.
Jetzt.